So with Jeffrey Rohn's Derek from Hinge is the short film play, the comedy festival of seven minutes long, two people on a date, uh, uh, according to your synopsis, two two millennials on on a date or to what generation? Uh, So we got a millennial and a Gen Zer. A Gen Zer, yeah. Well, you're, you're, aren't you a Gen Zer? So I'm kind of on the cusp and that was like a big reason why I wanted to make this. So I was born in 1996 and... I found a couple of websites that claim that 96 is millennial and then some websites that claim that like 95 is the cutoff. So I guess some people would say that I am a Gen Z, but I've kind of find myself found myself um, kind of fighting for the claim of a millennial. I don't want, you know, not wanting to be referred to as a Gen Z because uh, of all the stereotypes that come with being a Gen Z. But I also have two older brothers who are millennials. So I think I kind of identify Maybe with both, but uh, with a lot of millennial things for sure. But there's there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to millennials as well, though, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I kind of think, like, at least growing up, um, you know, the idea of Gen Z is always, you know, being glued to their phones and, you know, not being alive during a time where we didn't have social media. I was, I, I you know, wanted to kind of be a part of the group that was around when you know we weren't consumed by social media um but uh they're millennials definitely have their fair share of uh, negative stereotypes as well though so you came so you said 96 so you social media started to get going uh 2006 2007 it started to really get going in 2010 so you're like i guess you were like in the the pioneer of it i guess when it started yeah i mean so i i got a, a facebook when i was in the sixth grade. So that was 2008. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, thinking back, it's kind of crazy to think that a 12 year old has a Facebook and should have a Facebook, but that's kind of the way it was. And then, you know, after that it was Instagram and Snapchat when I was in middle school, high school. Um, and I, and I think uh, we're kind of reckoning with some of the ramifications from, <laughs> from having, you know, such young kids using these things now. So you, so right away you're watching this film and you can see you recognize these two people are on a date and I, the way you set it up it's like you kind of know that they're they they're meeting for the first time and they're immediately on their phones right so like right on their like basically that the, they're looking at their phones like the way you have it staged and that's sort of the and is that sort of the well it's it's one of your thematics of the, of the, of the, of, the, of the film right where it's like they're not really engaging totally because their phone is their main focus, right? It's a cliche, but it, but it's, but it's very, it's very, you know, when, especially when you're supposed to meet, you know, for the first time, you're supposed to like, you're kind of supposed to turn off your phone, I guess. Right. But in this case, they don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to make it kind of obvious in the very, in the very beginning where you can kind of see Derek, the Gen Zer, um, immediately when, when she gives, uh, when he gets the drinks, look at his phone. And then even while she's talking, he's on TikTok, um, which I think you can see that as kind of the first differences, um, you know, even though it's kind of more exaggerated is that, you know, her, uh, uh, the millennial is, uh, Madison is, you know, at least trying to be polite and trying not to be in her phone. But it, it seems as though Derek, the Gen Zer, just doesn't really care. Um, and it just kind of accepts that we're, you know, all kind of glued to our phones a little bit. Um, so it, you know, it seems like he's not trying as hard to mask it as much as she is. 
So what was the, so you're, you're, you're busy in this film. You wrote it, you directed it, and then you also started in it too, correct? Yeah. So I played, I played Derek um, and I wrote it um, kind of, I co-directed it with with someone else um, who has kind of more of a background in in the film area. So he, he helps me um, do the cinematography, but I, uh, yeah, I did a lot of the, the back end work. I wrote it. Um, I edited it. I helped film it, um, produced it and whatnot. So it's definitely a, a big undertaking, but a great learning experience. So, so according to, uh, your submission page, you, it was done at the university of Denver. Yeah. So, um, so I go to university of Denver as a, as a law student. Um, and, uh, it was filmed, filmed in Denver at a bar at a hotel bar but not like then not at the film school in Denver it's just it was just you just happened to go you're not taking you're not you're studying law you're not studying filmmaking yeah correct um I I've kind of for since I was really in high school I've had an interest in film and uh you know law school wasn't giving me that that creative burst that I kind of was looking for so I found this to be a pretty cool outlet for to to be creative Gotcha. So then this, this is your first film. Yeah. It's my first film. Yeah. So how was that experience kind of putting, like you said, you, you seem to have a, like a kind of a help, somebody kind of helping you out who had experience, I guess. Right. And making the film. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, uh, it was all just a brand new learning experience for me. I, I've had some experience in, in making like silly videos with, yeah. When I was a teenager, um, almost went to law school that didn't really pan. I mean, not, law school I almost went to film school that didn't really pan out um and so yeah it was just uh I think I think the writing of it, it was was one of the easier parts um I think creative writing is something that kind of maybe more naturally comes to me um more so than the technical stuff learning how to use a camera um learning DaVinci Resolve which is the the software that I used to edit it um and it was also you know casting I I, I reached out to um a facebook group for actors here in denver and got some uh was really happy to see to get some submissions so you know i went through the process of uh of auditioning them over zoom and uh eventually finding you know the the girl that played madison um and i kind of knew from the forefront that i would play derek as well so it was uh kin her name's kinsey ray double who played madison kinsey ray yeah she was she was uh really fun to work with. Um, I really like how she interpreted Madison um, and, and some of the choices she made. I think it really, uh, by the final product, it really played well with, with how I did Derek. So what was the, what was the biggest learning experience that you got, got, you took from this film? Ooh. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing, you know, the biggest thing is there's so many, moving parts to a short film especially one that is you know virtually like no budget um and it, it is a very 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 small scale um and you know it, it there's so many moving parts that i think i think um getting getting the brunt of it alone it just which is what i kind of chose to do with editing writing um and acting and directing and stuff like that was uh definitely a challenge but i think overall I I feel like I proved to myself that I could meet that challenge and, you know, I could execute something that, um, you know, turned out, turned out pretty good and kind of 
sent the message that I, I really wanted to send. And what was the message you wanted to send? I think I wanted the audience to really take a step back and um, especially you know, millennials and Gen Zs who were on these dating apps, really take a step back and um, kind of consider, you know, what these dating apps are doing to us. You know, what are they doing to our mental health? What are they doing to our self-esteem? Um, and, and I think a lot of us, including me, um, have gotten the habit of just, you know, swiping away our loneliness, you know, thinking that we'll find the perfect match. And then, um, you know, it turns out that's not, you know, so much the case on a lot of these dating updates. And so, you know, I, I wanted to, I, I wanted the audience to to kind of have a laugh um, and kind of poke fun at very real experiences we're having, but also delve deeper, I think is a big thing. Swiping away our loneliness. That seems like a good, uh, that seems like a good uh, catchphrase, like some, uh, a good, a good statement. Uh, yeah, thank you. Well, uh, you know, I think it's true. I think, um, I think, I think with dating apps and, and with social media, it's, you know, we swipe to kind of, um, you know, mask what we're actually feeling. And I think a lot of times if we don't know, you know, what we want out of the dating apps, which is, I think was a big thing in this, in Derek from Hinge. Um, I think it, it can create a lot of problems down the road and, you know, it's just kind of this never ending continuance of not finding, um, you know, what we want, which I think ultimately as just human beings is to build connection and feel like someone understands us and, you know, um, building long lasting relationships, which unfortunately dating apps, many times don't really do but at the same time they, there is some there's some success because that seems to be the way that that people meet now they don't really like be back in the day back in, back in my day <laughs> is that you used to go to like a uh like a bar or or like you or you met someone randomly on the street and then you would communicate with a stranger now that seems to be it's a generalization but you don't really certain generations don't communicate with strangers anymore they because they have the the filter of the app right they have the filter of like they can they, they, they can go on more dates they can connect with more people because they're the app is doing a job for them right a service for them but i think there's also you know a paradox with that i think with so many options out there um we kind of fall into this paradox of choice where we're all we're always just looking for the next best thing and I think that there's so many, there's so many options out there on these apps that, you know, we, we can decide. And, and um, as a result, we get, you know, even lonelier. It's funny because I think that, um, you know, it seems like now people, ex you know, kind of expect to meet their person on the apps where is if, you know, you actually try to meet someone in the wild in public, you know, people might not take you as seriously or, you know, might think you're being creepy when you're, you know, you're just maybe trying to meet someone in person. Um, and I, so I think it's really changed the landscape of, of things. Yeah. Well, I, well, it 100% did that. Like that's, that's like, that's without a doubt. Right. Like even like using the analogy of like, well, lining up to get a coffee, like people are lining up to get a coffee, looking at their phones, right. They're not, yeah. they're not noticing who's ahead of them, who's behind them. And basically, so then, they 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 are not going to connect with anybody, right? So basically, pre two thousand seven or pre whatever is that, you know, you'd be looking around, kind of like seeing the seeing the world, and then you would 
someone would catch your eye, I guess, right? But not that dating apps weren't around then. It's just that it's a whole, used to be phones and used to be like a different kind of service, right? Where you had to do a videotape. And now it's just like you said, now it's just like very quick and easy. And, and I'm someone who's, you know, I, my whole adult experience has been the dating apps. I wasn't really, um, you know, in, a, in a, a, an adult that was dating when, uh, I mean, I'm sure that there were some of the dating websites, you know, like, uh, what are they, uh, eHarmony or whatever, or, uh, and those kind of things. But, pe but like when I was in college, people, you know, really started the Tinder and the Hinge um, and the Bumble were really starting to be the sole ways that at least most people my age were doing it. Um, and, you know, that's kind of all I've ever known and, and many other people who are my age, around my age, younger, um, all that they've ever known too. Yeah, well, exactly. This is this is the world that you know, right? So, but uh, yeah, like it, it's so. Yeah, I, I find it like it, like I I think a lot of generations would say that they wish that this this was around when they were when uh, when they were young. So, in a little way, some people would say you guys are lucky for this. That's uh yeah, I mean that's an interesting take. I I you know I guess didn't really think about it that way. Um, you know how older generations, um, you know, pre-dating apps, how they see dating apps, or are they looking at it as, you know, um, yeah, like, thank God, you know, I, I you know, found, was around before this, or, you know, are they jealous? Um, oh, they're which jealous. Is I like, I consider. can tell you 90% okay. are jealous. So. Very interesting. Okay. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Because huh. it's, it makes things a lot easier, right? Well, and, and I think that the, the these uh, these tech companies, you know, doing social media and dating apps, that that's what they purport. It, it, that's what it's so enticing about them, is it because it it makes it easier. It's like there's so many people. How could you not find your person? But through experience, you know, of me using these apps and people, you know, my using these apps, it's not so much the case that it's easier because I think a lot of us are, you know, it, loneliness is such a especially post pandemic is such a big deal. Um, and so you got all these choices, but, you know, all of a sudden, you know, at the same time, you don't have, it feels like you feel lonely as, you know, I think we could, a lot of people, millennials, Gen Z's can kind of share that. I find that interesting. Well, don't, don't a lot of people, they don't even, they don't really want a relationship. Like you're talking about finding love or whatever that, that they're just looking for, you know, <laughs> companionship or whatever, right? A good time, I guess. Right. I think it's across the board. I think, you know, I think some people maybe, you know, maybe just looking for that one night stand. Um, but I think, you know, other people, you know, like me are, are looking for something more substantial. Um, and I think, I think there, you know, there, there's many of different types. So, you know, when you got someone like Derek and, and Madison come together or Madison is, you know, you know, wants something more substantial and, you know, Derek, maybe not, you kind of get that, you know, very disappointing um, dating experience. Now everything's about boundaries and expectations, right? So, so that's, I think that's the disconnect is that everybody's ex expectations are, are different before you, you start off on the date. Right. So. Yeah. And some people's expectations are unrealistic that they're going to find like their, their true love. You know what I mean? Like, like this is the this is the one, and then they 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 your expectations rise up, I guess, right? Yeah, and I, I think I think uh, we've had to learn how to kind of taper those expectations a little bit. You know, it's it's 
not maybe it's not the most realistic thing to you know meet your for your forever love on you know your first date off of tinder like it's just not realistic doesn't mean it's not going to happen but um you know i just i i uh i wanted to paint a picture of, of what that experience actually looks like and feels like um especially from 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 madison's point of view i kind of see i kind of wrote this story um you know seeing a lot of myself in in madison and in her character It's so, but, but then that's interesting that you say that. So what did you think about what the audience, we send the audience to you? What do you think what they had to say in the feedback that we sent you? Uh, I mean, that was amazing. I, uh, the only feedback I've gotten from this film is really, you know, some family members and some friends I sent it to, um, and they enjoyed it, but getting this feedback and just like, and hearing how much people could relate to what I wanted, the message I wanted to convey was amazing. And it's, it was exactly why, you know, I wanted to make this film, um, and to kind of hear that echoed back to me that, you know, People, uh, the audience members, you know, were, were cringing, but at the same time, you know, found Madison's character, you know, so relatable and, you know, maybe hated Derek's character, but you know, saw some truth um, in, in kind of what he imparted to her. I think that was really, really cool. And it was very affirm. It was a really affirming experience. And so basically, like you said, you're in law school now. So uh, what's the what's the plan for you? Is that is that obviously graduates? you know, get your bar, become a lawyer, but are you going to dabble in the filmmaking as well in the future? I would love to, um, you know, I, I plan to move to Atlanta Atlanta is uh, kind of a big hub for, for filmmaking. It more is so now, than yeah, ever. it's huge. Yeah. And so I think that, I think that'd be great. I really, you know, I want to do more of this. I, uh, I love to do it. Um, you know, I'm, I am new to this world, maybe not so much the acting world, but more so creative writing and, and, and film producing. So, you know, I, I, I would like this film to be kind of the spring, the springboard for, you know, filmmaking for me. Well, I guess you're on your way I guess, in many ways. Well, I, it's so funny that today, uh, as we're doing this interview, I, I chatted with a lawyer, very accomplished novelist as a lawyer. And I actually chatted with somebody from Denver as well. So, uh, not who's not a lawyer. So basically that there's like, a, there's a trifecta of connection happening today. So very cool yeah it was fate <laughs> so yeah but it's like it's like i like to see some i like to see uh colorado i like to see some more films from Col colorado we get some uh get some and so it's interesting that the, the the school help you at all in the with the film or was just that you just you just happen to be from that when you could when you put the application and you just happen to be from like no or... um sorry yeah i mean so i did the school help you at all with making of the film or? Um, no, I got, I mean, I got, I got a classmate to help to kind of help me produce it, but um, no, this was a wholly separate from, from being in law, law school. Gotcha. Well, let's talk again. Uh, good, good luck with graduating in the last five months. And let's talk again when you make your next film. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for having me. One, two, three, four, five.